Shalom Mishpaka. It is your host, Yermayahu Ben Yasharel. I apologize in advance for the way the audio sounds. I am on the road traveling, but I didn't think just because I was traveling that you guys should not get a podcast episode. So what we're going to do on this episode, we're going to have an overview of Yahuwah's, the Most High's approved holidays. Not these holidays, but his approved holidays. Let's get into it. get right into it. So we have um, in this world so much deception that our people have chosen, as we've already talked about in my previous podcast, uh, the miseducation of the Antichrist, that a lot of our people are under this strong delusion. And because of this strong delusion, we, uh, our people, have chosen to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They have chosen to um, substitute Yah's holy days, the Father's holy days, for these pagan worship days and holidays. Um, And again, forgive the audio. Again, I'm traveling. I'm on the road. uh, But I want to get this information out to you guys regardless. So because our people are under the strong delusion talked about in 2 Thessalonians, we have deemed pagan holy, or not even holy, pagan holidays and pagan worship days as holy and acceptable. We have, we're starting to call what's evil good and what's good evil. So now we say that Christmas, Thanksgiving, 4th of July, Christopher Columbus, uh, on and on down the list, Easter, all these things are good when in actuality they are evil because they do not represent and they do not worship the Most High Yah, the Most High God, or his son, Yahushua HaMashiach, is salvation. They are of pagan worship, worshiping Nimrod and Ashtaroth and all these things. And you can go look this stuff up. So I would challenge all of you to go to Google. This is the age of information. So ignorance is now a choice. Ignorance is a choice. Like Kanye said, slavery was a choice. Ignorance, it is a choice in this age of information. And type in the origins of whatever, the origins of Christmas, uh, the origins of Thanksgiving, the origins of Easter. And you'll find that none of these um, worship days have anything to do with the scriptures. And we are commanded to follow the scriptures only, not Babylon, not Sodom, not Gomorrah, not Egypt, the scriptures. And as uh, in my previous uh, podcast, uh, Life-Giving Meditation, Psalm 1-2, 
I also talked about how we need to separate ourselves from the customs of these other nations. Because we see in Proverbs 30, uh, 3.31 tells us not to envy our oppressor nor learn any of its ways. Leviticus 18.3 tells us that when we were coming out of Egypt, forget what we did in Egypt and do not copy Egypt. And when you come into Canaan, do not copy off of Canaan. So the, uh, the context here is these other nations that are around us have their own customs, but we should not adopt them because we as Hebrew Israelites have our own customs. And some of you listen to this podcast might not even know you're a Hebrew Israelite, but if you are a so-called black person, if you can trace your lineage back to the slave Atlantic uh, slave trade, even if you're on the continent of Africa or Europe or Asia, we're scattered through the four corners of the world, you are Hebrew Israelite. And we have our own customs given to us from the almighty Elohim passed down through generation, through generation, generation. We have our own holidays. And we're about to go through these holidays. If you uh, open up your Bible to Leviticus chapter 20, uh, 23. Leviticus chapter 23. And it begins at verse 1. And it says, And Yahuwah. So I use the, um, the real name of the Most High. Uh, where it says Lord, I use Yahuwah. Where it says God, I use Elohim. Uh, because that is another deception that we have. Um, that the translators of these Bibles have uh, hidden the name of the Most High, where there are hundreds, I'll probably do a podcast on that too, hundreds and hundreds of times where the Bible says, say his name, praise his name, lift up his name, search out his name. And his name is not Lord, his name is not God. His name is Yahuwah, the Father of all. So Leviticus chapter 23. It says, and Yahuwah spoke unto Moses, saying, speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them concerning the feasts of Yahuwah, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations. Even these are my feasts. So we see right here in Leviticus 23 that Yahuwah has his own feast, his own holy days that are set apart from all the other nations that the children of Israel along with the strangers among them, we will see, are commanded to celebrate. The first one we'll see is the Sabbath. In verse 3 it says, Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest, a holy convocation. Ye shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of Yahuwah in all your dwellings. So the first feast day, the first holy day, we get 52 times a year, we have this holiday called the Sabbath. We work on six days, and on the seventh day, we do no work. A lot of people say, well, as long as you do, as long as it's, long as it's a day. No, it's the seventh day. And another question is, and I, I don't want to get into this, because again, this is just an overview. I'll probably spend another podcast getting deeper into this. But people say, well, how do we know? That Saturday is the seventh day. Because when the Most High created the world, it's the same day. When he created the world, he created day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six, day seven. It has been day seven from the time he did it up until now. The only difference is when, uh, when the Egyptians came along, they just added a name to it. And then when the Greeks came along, we now have our modern 
Mondays, Sundays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays. And all of these names are actually names of uh, Greek and, uh, and Nordic gods. So we look at uh, Sunday as the worship of the sun. Saturday as the worship of Saturn. Uh, even Thursday is a Nordic god, Thor. And a lot of that name sounds familiar, Thor, because of, of the Marvel Comics Thor. Yes, it's that same Thor uh, that these pagans would worship. So they gave, they gave these days names. But in our culture, in the Hebrew Israelite culture, our ancestors never named the days. There's only one day that was named, and that was the Sabbath day. So we had day one, day two, day three, uh, day four, day five, day six, Sabbath day. Over and over and over and over again. And I know um, some of our brews out there uh, celebrate uh, the lunar Sabbath, which means the Sabbath changes every day depending on the month. Um, and I'm not even going to get into that again because it's an overview. Uh, but I would say that his first feast day, and this goes all the way back to Genesis, is the Sabbath. On six days, you should work. On the seventh day, you should be doing absolutely no work. And they said all of these feasts are a, um, are a convocation, which means that we get together with other family and other broods and we celebrate the most high. We celebrate his son. We have a feast. We have food. We have worship. We have prayer on the seventh day. So the first feast, the first set apart approved holy day of Yahuwah is the Sabbath day. Keeps reading in verse four says, these are the feasts of Yahuwah even holy convocations, which ye shall proclaim in their seasons. And the fourth day of the first month at even is Yahuwah's Passover. So we get to the second one. It's talking about the Passover. And we know about the Passover sometimes, and even in Christianity, we talk about it. Uh, this is during the time that um, Yahshua, uh, the Most High Son, was crucified during the week of Passover, and we'll get to the next one, unleavened bread. So we know that he was uh, uh, crucified on a Wednesday and rose sometime on the Sabbath that same day, but we know it was Passover week. And the Passover, uh, so the first one, the Sabbath, I said I was going to give you the, the, the definition. So the Sabbaths um, identify uh, the eternal rest that we're looking forward to with the Most High in His Son, when they bring down New Jerusalem from heaven for eternity. The Passover, and some of these have been fulfilled and some of these are not being fulfilled. So we have our, uh, we have our spring feast times. We have our fall uh, feast times. The spring feast times have been fulfilled. The fall feast times, we are still waiting on the fulfillment. So Passover is the first one in the spring. This is our first feast day of the new year. Nisan shall be the new year for you. Uh, so that is the Passover in the spring. And we know that the Passover and the unleavened bread have been fulfilled uh, because now Yeshua, uh, the, 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 most high, the God, uh, most high's son, he is now the sacrificial lamb for us. His blood was shed and it covers us just as the blood covered the doorpost of our ancestors in Egypt. Right. Um, and then so the second one, if you go to verse six, it says, and on the 15th day of the same month is the feast of unleavened bread unto Yahuwah. Seven days ye must eat unleavened bread. And the first ye shall have a holy convocation, and ye shall do no servile work therein. 
but ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto Yahuwah seven days. And the seventh day is a holy convocation. It shall do no servile work uh, therein. And Yahuwah spoke unto Moshe, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying unto them, When ye be when ye be come into the land which I give unto you, and shall reap the harvest thereof, then ye shall bring a sheaf of first fruits of your harvest unto the priest. Ye shall wave the sheaf before Yahuwah to be accepted for you. On the morrow after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. And ye shall offer that day when ye wave the sheaf and the lamb without blemish of the first year for a burnt offering unto Yahuwah. And the meat offering, therefore, shall be two uh, tenth deals of fine flour mingled with oil, an offering made unto fire unto Yahuwah for a sweet savior. And the drink offering thereof shall be of wine and the fourth part of hen. And ye shall eat neither bread or parched corn nor green ears until the self same day that ye have brought an offering unto your Elohim. It shall be a statute forever, forever throughout all your generations and all your, and all your dwellings. And ye shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day that ye brought the sheep of the wave offering, seven Sabbaths uh, shall be complete. Even to the morrow after the seventh Sabbath, ye shall be number 50 days, and ye shall offer a new meat unto Yahuwah. So, so what I've just read is we've gone through Passover, we've gone through unleavened bread, we've gone through first fruits, and now uh, we're entering into uh, Pentecost. So Passover. Uh, Yahusha has become uh, the sacrificial lamb for us. His blood covers us as the blood covered the doorpost of our ancestors. He is also the first fruits of uh, those who are coming up from the grave. Um, and then when we get into uh, what they call Shavuot, what we call Shavuot, it is uh, or, or Feast of Weeks. Um, that is the commemoration of when um, the law was given to our ancestors on Mount Sinai, but also uh, when uh, the second group of our ancestors was given the endowment of the Holy Spirit uh, there in Jerusalem. So we have the Sabbath, we have the Passover, we have first fr fruits, and now we're about to enter into um, Shavuot. But before we get to that, um, let's pause for a message from our sponsors. All right, family, we're back. Again, I apologize for the audio. I'm on the road, uh, but I thought I wanted to get this out to you because <clears throat> some of you guys um, at the time of this podcast are probably still going through Tabernacles, uh, which is the last feast of the year. And some of you have finished your feast cycle. If you're going by the uh, full moon, if you're going by the sliver of the moon, uh, you're still in Tabernacles at the time of this recording. Uh, but I just want to do a quick overview of all the feasts and the meanings of them. So like I said before, we have the spring feast and we have the fall feast. Our spring feasts have been fulfilled. The Passover, um, first fruits, Shavuot, um, those have been those have been fulfilled for us already through the working of Yeshua HaMashiach, uh, through the working that he did on the on the on the stake and on the cross, um, his blood being shed and raising from the dead. Um, so his blood being shed obviously was a blood that's over the posts. Um, he did remission of sins, which is um, which is the feast of unleavened bread and getting rid of our sin. 
Um, and then the Feast of First Fruits, all those are together. Passover, First Fruits, and Unleavened Bread are all together. Um, he became all of those through his death, burial, and resurrection. And then we go back to Leviticus um, chapter 23 on the 15th verse. It says, Ye shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day that ye brought the sheaf of the waving offering, seven Sabbaths shall be complete. Even unto the morrow after the seventh Sabbath shall ye number 50 days. So on those 50 days, um, if you go all the way down, you skip down to verse 20. It says, And the priest shall wave them with the bread of the first fruits for a wave offering before Yahuwah. With, with two lambs, they shall be holy to Yahuwah for the priest. And ye shall proclaim on the selfsame day, this 50th day, that it be a holy convocation unto you. And ye shall do no servile work therein. It shall be a statute forever in all your dwellings throughout your generations. So what are you saying? This would be the Feast of Weeks. Um, this would be what we call Shavuot. Or with some better known if you come from the Christian faith as Pentecost. So when we look at Pentecost, we see it in the book of Acts. But we don't realize that it's also in the Torah as one of the feasts that we should observe every year. So the reason why they were in the upper room, about 120 of them in Acts, is because they were already in Jerusalem celebrating the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost. So there's there's two dual, there's dual meanings of Pentecost, right? So before the, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, Pentecost celebrated when the Most High Spirit came down from heaven and dwelled and tabernacled with Moses on Mount Sinai and wrote the laws on the tablets. So they celebrated that with the Feast of Weeks. We still celebrate that today, but we also celebrate the endowing um, of the Holy Spirit to the children of Israel uh, during the time or the, the acts of the apostles. So it's a dual thing. So we celebrate the time when we got the law. We celebrate the time when we got the Holy Spirit, all right? When we received the Holy Spirit from the Most High. So that was on the, those are on the same days, 50 weeks. It's called the Feast of Weeks because we have counted the weeks, the days of the Omar. We've counted the weeks. And the significance and the meaning of that um, is that we now have an endowment. We have a down payment of the Holy Spirit now in us, able to help us and to, for us to have power and to be witnesses and to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom of the Most High. So, so far we went through Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, feast of weeks. And now if you go down further, uh, verse 22, it says, and when ye reap the harvest of your land, thou shalt not make clean riddance of the corners of thy field when thou reapeth. Neither shall thou gather any gleaning of thy harvest. Thou shalt leave them unto the poor and to the stranger. I am Yahuwah, your Elohim. So after we've collected the wheat and all that stuff through, um, through Passover and all the stuff, that we, we should leave the corner of it for the poor. right? So even in our feast days, there was always a caveat for Israel to provide for the nations, even instituted in our time of feasts. Our original purpose was to be priest to the nations, light to the world, salt to the earth. And we even see this in Torah, uh, even during the feasts. 
So we go down to 23 and it says, And Yahuwah spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, in the first day of the month, ye shall have a Sabbath, a memorial of the blowing of the trumpets, a holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work within, but ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto Yahuwah. And so this is the one that is the most perplexing because he doesn't give us a lot of instruction. He just says on the first day of the seventh month on the Hebrew calendar, make a bunch of noise. Sound the trumpets, blow the shofars, scream out, and offer a sacrifice made by fire. That is, that's the easiest one to do because he's saying the first day of the month, cry out, make a loud noise. And so now this is the first feast of the fall feast, which we know those have not been fulfilled yet. So the feast of trumpets is the proclaiming of the return of the most high son, Yeshua, back to this earth. He hasn't come back yet. So those are the trumpets. So so in, in latter times, and even still, if you go to like Buckingham Palace and stuff like that, when they do like their, their traditional stuff, like they will blow trumpets to proclaim, number one, that the queen is coming. The queen is on her way out of the palace and the procession or one of the princes or, or either one, the royalty is here, right? Shofar was also a, a, a proclamation of war. We're sounding, we're sounding the war horns, making a sound of war. So it's a both and. When the king showed up, they made a loud noise with the shofar. When wartime was here, they made a loud noise. So when Yeshua comes back, we know that it's going to be a both and. It's going to be him judging the nations and he's coming back to acclaim his throne, the throne of David, the horn of salvation. He will be and is, but will be king once again on this earth. And if we keep reading, it says, Yahuwah spake unto Moses saying, also in the 10th day of the seventh month, there shall be a day of atonement. There shall be a holy convocation unto you. And ye shall afflict your souls and offer an offering made by fire unto Yahuwah. And ye shall do no work in that day. It is a day of atonement. So make an atonement for you before Yahuwah, your Elohim. Whatsoever soul it be that shall not be afflicted in that same day, ye shall be cut off from among his people. And whatsoever soul it, whatsoever soul it be that doeth any work in that day, the same soul, soul will I destroy from among his people. Ye shall do no manner of work. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generation in all your dwellings. It shall be unto you a Sabbath of rest, and ye shall afflict your souls in the ninth day of in the ninth day of the month at even, from even unto even shall ye celebrate your Sabbath. So this as we know as Yom Kippur or the Day of Atonement. And we know that we have not been completely atoned for our sins yet because the king has not come back and washed us completely. So washing us completely is a promise of the new covenant in Jeremiah 31. And we have, if you read Jeremiah 31, you'll understand that all that stuff hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. But we still do this as a memorial of a cleansing, of a washing this is at the end of our year. So we're cleansing it out. We're washing ourselves, preparing ourselves for the coming of the Most High. So we've blown the trumpets and saying the king is coming back. The king is coming. Now let's wash ourselves, right? And after we've washed ourselves, it says in verse 33, 
And Yahuwah spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, The fifteenth day of the seventh month shall be a feast of tabernacles, the seventh day unto Yahuwah. On the first day shall be a holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work therein. Seven days ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto Yahuwah. On the eighth day shall be a holy convocation unto you, and ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto Yahuwah. It is a solemn assembly, and ye shall do no servile work therein. These are the feasts of Yahuwah, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations to offer an offering made by fire unto Yahuwah, a burnt offering, a meat offering, a sacrifice, a drink offering, everything upon his day, besides the Sabbath of Yahuwah, and besides your gifts, and besides all your vows, and besides all your freewill offerings, which ye give unto Yahuwah. Also, in the 15th day of the seventh month, we're still talking about tabernacles here, when ye have gathered in the fruits of the land, ye shall keep a feast unto Yahuwah seven days. On the first day shall be a Sabbath, on the eighth day shall be a Sabbath. And ye shall take on the first day the brows of goodly branches, branches of palm trees, and the brows of thick, thick trees, and willows of the brook. And ye shall rejoice before Yahuwah your Elohim seven days. And ye shall keep it a feast unto Yahuwah seven days in the year. It shall be a statute forever in your generations. Ye shall celebrate it in the seventh month. Ye shall dwell in booths seven days. All that are Israelite born shall dwell in booths. That your generations may know that I made the children of Israel dwell in booths and I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am Yahuwah, your Elohim. So the whole point, so, so let's, let's walk through this real quick. So the fall feast, we start off with the blowing of the trumpets. The king is here. The king is here. Then we move to atonement. Let's cleanse ourselves. And then we move to the, the, the feast, the, the, the tabernacles, the feast of celebration. It's like a wedding feast. Now we're celebrating that we're able to tabernacle with the son and the father forever, for eternity. And it says we do this in booths. Now, however you do it, the scriptures say, um, that is uh, uh, that that word booths in the Hebrew uh, translates to a temporary dwelling place. So some people go to cabins, some people go to hotels, some people go somewhere that's not their regular home. Um, and others um, take the scripture and they they do tents. However you do it, the important part is your heart's desire to do the feasts. These are dress rehearsals for the time when Yeshua and his father return to earth. Because if you read Ezekiel and Revelations, in the end times, everybody's doing the feasts. So whether you do it on your own free will or you're forced to do it, everybody will be doing the feast of the Most High. So these feasts point back to the Son and the Father. Um, some have been fulfilled. As I said, the spring feast and the fall feast, some have not been fulfilled. But the, ov the overarching purpose of all of them is telling a story, telling the story of how um, the, the angel of death passed us over in Egypt and also how the death of Yeshua and his blood that covers us allows sin and death to pass over us. And then we see that how he cleansed us of all of our sins um, through unleavened, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And then we see as he rose from the grave that he became the first fruits of the brethren. And then we see through Shavuot as, as he went up, he sent his spirit back down to dwell in us and to live in us, to be witnesses, and to have power on the earth, to be righteous priests, lights to the uh, nations, uh, salt to the earth. 
And then we see the fall feast that at, at, one, at some point, uh, uh, we're going to blow the trumpets and make us a, a loud noise when he returns back to this earth and he will cleanse us completely. And then we will dwell with him forever. So my beloved, this is, uh, these are the feasts of the most high. These are the approved holidays from the most high. He did not approve Easter. He did not approve Christmas. He did not approve Thanksgiving, Memorial Day, Labor Day, all these other days that we celebrate. These are all pagan holidays and holidays that we attribute um, to our oppressors. But one thing I will say, um, I was sitting with a friend today and he made a good point, sitting with a brother in the truth. And he said, although we do not commemorate Christmas and celebrate it, you can go to your unbelieving family's house during Christmas without celebrating it. It's an opportunity. I know some of you, ah, you can't do that. But it's an opportunity for you to, to give them the truth. What better way to give them the truth to show up to their pagan holiday and through truth and grace, show them the error of their ways? Not coming in, busting the party and saying y'all devilish and all this other stuff but literally through love and through the truth, open up the scriptures and show them that, that we're not, the Most High is not trying to take something from you, Christmas. He's trying to give you something better in Hanukkah or in Passover or in uh, uh, First Fruits or whatever it may be. His holy days are better. They're better. And what better way to do that when all your family is already gathered? So my brothers, my sisters, don't alienate yourself so far from your family that you're not able to show them truth. Because the whole point of us being, uh, being the people, being Judah, being Israel, is that we're the righteous priests to the nations. We're the ones that, that was given the oracles and the laws to give out to the other nations. So as we end our feast days, as our um, feast season comes to an end, and the pagan holidays begin to ramp up, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, um, New Year's Day, uh, Valentine's Day. Use those opportunities not to alienate yourself, but as teaching moments for your families to realize what the feast days are and what they represent. Now, later on, closer to, Pass closer to Passover of 2020, um, I will do, um, after each feast, I will do a podcast on the meaning of both of them, a more in-depth podcast. Um, so until then, my brothers and sisters, wherever you're listening to this at, um, I pray that you are blessed and I thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, I want you to subscribe to this podcast. And listen, you can remember that you can even call in. So if you're listening to this on Anchor, um, just press the call in button. If you're anywhere else in the world, uh, make sure you call me at 901-300-7474. 901-300-7474. Leave a voicemail, ask a question, give your opinion. I promise to play it on the next episode. Until then, brothers and sisters, always remember, seek out truth, live it out, and inform others. Shalom. Love you.